Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Southwest Ohio Full Court Press. As always, I'm Seth Keim. I've got with me my partner in crime. Tony Peters, everybody. Uh, so today, guys, uh, we kind of teased this last week. Uh, we've got an interview set up with Zach Fleer from 270 Hoops. Um, they are the premier... I would say, source of information for Columbus High School basketball. Would you say, Tony? I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, Zach's been in, in with 270 for several years, and he and Jason Morrow, the co-owners, have done a fantastic job uh, running that and uh, expanding outwards of Columbus and doing different sports as well as going into different cities with the 270 brand. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to picking Zach's mind today and talking a little Columbus basketball. Yeah, so uh, with that... All right, guys, so we've got Zach Fleer with us from 270 Hoops, uh, like we just said. Uh, Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good, man. It's uh, good for July to get started. June was a great month with all the high school team camps and the you know, statewide showcase this past Saturday, but I'm excited to see uh, what July 3rd and July has to offer for not only Central Ohio, but the rest of the state. Right, I know uh, Tony and I were at the showcase this past weekend, too, and, and enjoyed it. Uh, initial thoughts on that, that showcase? I liked it. I think for the first year event, um, it went pretty well. There's obviously things that can be improved, but that was just a great opportunity, um, you know, for the top players in Ohio to see that many college coaches, and especially coaches at every level. You know, it wasn't just Division One schools, but there was just about every Division Two program in the region, and then uh, the Division Three schools, and even some NAIs that I saw there too. So I thought it was a great opportunity for you know kids of every level being recruited by all those colleges, and I think it can only get better and go up from here. Yeah, no, I think uh, sure. uh, we're both definitely of that opinion. Uh, so, Tony, I guess I'll kind of let you run with it a little bit here. Um, I know you and Zach have had more communication uh, than Zach and I have. but um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So, uh, Zach, let's go ahead and uh, get started then. So tell us a little bit about 270 Hoops, kind of how you got into it, and what services you guys offer. So going all the way back to 2012, that was when my career kind of started. Um, I was covering Westland High School over here on the city's southwest side of Columbus. and It was honestly by accident. So I went to Westland's rival high school, Central Crossing, and there was two uh, young men that actually lived in my neighborhood and I'd grown up playing with and against in basketball that transferred over to Westland. And they were like 5-0 and to start the season. I decided I wanted to go to Washington play. And I went, and there was a kid, Kiwan Grace, that played for Westland. I had played different sports with his brother, Shawan, who was a couple years older than I was. And he's like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm away. I'm out of town right now. Can you let me know how Kiwan's game goes? And I was like, yeah, man, I'll just put it on my Twitter account. Just follow along there. Um, I'll post any updates from the game. And I kind of always wanted to be a sports writer up to this point. And I was a sophomore at Ohio State this time studying journalism. And I just went to the game, and I honestly had no intentions of even starting covering high school basketball. Um, I just live tweeted that game. It was a great one. Went down to the wire. And at that point, I was like, man, that was really fun. I want to keep doing that. So I did, and I just covered Westland the rest of the season. I met up with Darren Scarberry, who now works for Slam Magazine. He was filming some of the games. He was fresh out of college, and we started a blog back then. And things had kind of spiraled. I had a, a, really what drove me to cover Central Ohio basketball. So I'd done that Westland for a full season, then we covered AAU basketball, and we were focusing on like the top players in the country in the summer of 2013. Um, I covered and interviewed guys like D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Thon Maker, Miles Turner. And while that was fun, you know, I, I 
I hadn't really developed like a goal or a niche or anything like that to that point. I had this moment, it was again summer of 2013, I'm down in Orlando, Florida. I just watched each one teach one play and D'Angelo Russell was their best player. He had about 35 points in the state, or not the state, but the national like, semifinal game against Tyus Jones. And Thad Mata comes walking up and I talked to Thad for about two, two or three minutes about D'Angelo and I've been walking up the steps after that game. I'm running two kids. Um, one, his name was Manny Powell from Gehanna Lincoln, and the other was Chris Burt from Columbus South. And they came to me and they were like, "Hey, Zach, like we just finished second, or I believe second in the, the platinum or the silver bracket or bronze bracket, whatever it was." And they were just really excited. And I kind of had an epiphany there, where I was like, "Man, like what am I doing? You know, following these high major guys, you know, that are top twenty, top fifty in the country. That you know, they don't know who I am. They don't know anything about me." when those guys in these same tournaments, you know, from my hometown that are doing well and really deserve and need the exposure. So at that point in 2013, I kind of developed a goal where I was like, man, I want to cover Central Ohio basketball. I want to give these kids a platform like the high major kids had with ESPN at that time, but make it Central Ohio only. And that's where the passion was really uh, grown there. And I received an opportunity later that year or a year after, actually, with Prep Hoops Network, and I helped launch the Prep Hoops Ohio site, and that really wasn't a good fit as far as, you know, subscription service. So I, I really wanted to make a free service, and that's where 270 Hoops was born. And at the beginning of the 2015-16 season, Jason Morrow and myself launched the site, and it just continued to grow. We've added more elements, more staff, all types of different content, and really made it kind of a monster as far as what we offer as far as multimedia services, you know, we have all types of graphics, all types of video, and then we cover, you know, more than 100, 200 games a year. So it's a service, you know, it's not only news. Uh, we do have prospect rankings and offer all types of stuff. So it's really a one-stop shop for anything Central Ohio basketball. If you want to know who the top players are, what the top games are, who's playing well, or what events we have going on, you can all find it at 270hoops.com. Cool. Yeah, monster is a really good word to use there because you guys really do a great job. And it's hard. It's crazy to think that it started with just one game with you, and now you guys have expanded to multiple writers and just really doing a, a great job covering the Columbus area. Um, you talked about uh, exposure. So I know some of the events you guys do for exposure are the Battle for the City and the Intro Showcase. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, those type of events. Yeah, so we have around three yearly events that we do. Like you mentioned, the Battle for the City. Um, that is at the end of every high school season. And basically we take the top ten kids from the OCC division, which is kind of a suburban league around here, the Columbus City League, and then the top ten kids from all the other smaller leagues. And we put them up against each other in each class. So, uh, you know, you have the top freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors of the OCC going up against the top kids from the City League. And, the surrounding areas and that's an event we've done it for three years now or four years now um it started back in 2016 with just the city league so back then we got to see seth towns go up against malik Harris, and that was really fun but after that year i kind of wanted to expand it to the rest of the area um, now we're able to have more than 130 kids from the area play you know an all-star type game but it's really competitive and that's one thing i like about it and it brings all of the talent in one gym for one night um, and it's really fun. Kids look forward to it. They love it. Um, it's just a fun event. You know, it's not super competitive. It's not, like, super serious or um, anything like the high school season. It's really a showcase and really fun for those kids. And that, that runs at the end of March every year. It's kind of like, I like to call it, you know, the, the final 
you know, the final touch to the high school season. Like, after Balfour City, like, it's officially over, and then you move on to AAU. Um, we have our fall league. We're going into our third season with that. Um, we have this year we'll have over 200 kids playing. We offer the invite only league with the top 80 kids in the area. So we do 10 teams of eight teams of 10 kids. Um, we take the top seniors, juniors, sophomores, and freshmen, and uh, you know kind of balance the teams and they battle it out. That's been really successful. We've had you know over 100 different colleges come out and watch it. Guys get offers from the event. Um, you know, top Division two programs, top D3, NAI, and JUCO has always come out every year. So it's a great showcase, um, for especially seniors, to play, you know, for five weeks and get a chance to play in front of college coaches each week. And then the intro event is a unique event that I thought of last year um, for all rising freshmen. So if you're an incoming freshman anywhere in Central Ohio, you're eligible to play in it. It's not an invite-only event. It's open to anybody. And last year we had 97 kids playing it. And we were able to see, you know, and identify the top prospects in that class. It really gave us a head start with that uh, 2022 class because now, you know, we have a database of about 100 kids in that class. So when I go to different, you know, when I was able to go to, like, JV games this past high school season, I'd see, you know, here in the area, that kid played in the intro. I remember in, a, uh, in AAU, you know, I'll watch a 15U team, and there would be a few kids that I remember from the intro. So it's a good event for us to really identify the, the next crop of talent, and we look forward to doing that again this year. Um, that event will be in August, and you know, it's only registration's only been open for about three weeks, and we got 65 kids signed up for it. So, I'm expecting another big turnout, and we're we're excited to see you know what the future holds for Central High Basketball. No, that's uh, that's outstanding. I mean, that, that's a lot of work and a lot of dedication, and it it really speaks to your passion and and the whole 270 team as to how dedicated you guys really are. I think that's that's really awesome. Um, one of the things for me that I thought was interesting is, you know, you talked a lot about um, 270 and the Central Ohio teams, uh, but just recently you guys expanded into 275 hoops down to uh, Cincinnati. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I always in the back of my mind wanted to expand, you know, our brand and offer a similar site, almost identical site somewhere else in the state. Um, and I was you know, we had that opportunity to kind of all converge at the same time. Because back in March, I was just poking around at the idea. So I went ahead and I secured, you know, 275 Hoops on Twitter, and I got the donate name without any type of inkling on what was going to happen. And then Brett Favaccio, who's now running the site, reached out to me um, back in early May and was like, hey, man, like, have you thought about building a site down here? And I was like, well, yeah, I've, actually, I was thinking about that a few months back. So we got those. We got that ball rolling. I know Brett from about six years ago when I was writing for SB Nation at Land Grant Holy Land. Brett was doing a lot of recruiting work down there um, in Cincinnati, writing about different Ohio State prospects and the Cincinnati prospects. And he wanted he wanted to get into high school basketball, and you know I thought what better opportunity than this? So we launched that site, and we're going to kind of build it like we did 270 hoops at the beginning. Um, you know, it's taken about four years for us to get to our current level. We started small. There's only you know two or three people that were working the site. Um, two seventy five is going to be similar, but we have intentions on it being you know full blown, full fledged like two seventy is now, and you know offer those kids in uh, you know Cincinnati and Greater Southwest Ohio that type of exposure opportunity where you know it's, it's free content. We're getting out and we're covering everybody regardless of recruiting ranking or you know what what teams are you know, successful or not. With 270 last year, we covered 100, nearly 100 teams in Central Ohio. I think we finished with like 97. 
which is unreal. I mean, there were schools we were watching that literally media has like never been to a school like Liberty Christian. People really don't go to a school like Liberty Union. You know, schools out there outside of the area that people don't know about. We intend for 275 to be similar and you know offer those kids in Cincinnati something that you know they really haven't got so far. Now that's again more 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 uh, more words and 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 examples of of just how how unreal the the expectations and and the advantages that you're giving these kids um you know to to be covered that's i mean i i think that's absolutely brilliant do you guys have any future future other goals outside of 275 and and 270 or you looking to expand to other markets as well yeah no we are looking to um expand into different markets in ohio i have thought about Dayton, I've thought about Toledo, Cleveland, um, and then even, you know, something in, so I think an area in Ohio that really, you know, no one talks about Southeast Ohio, yeah, you know, yeah. the Athens, Wheelersburg, that area, like, those kids, they really get nothing, so that's something I've thought of, you know, I don't know what it would be called yet, but I want to go into that area eventually, and we even, with the 270 brand, you know, I started 270 Baseball last year. That's just something that I kick off, you know, every year around the tournament time. So I'll cover, you know, district title, regional title baseball games just for fun, really. Yeah. Um, and that could be something that if it ever really becomes full-time where it's literally what we're doing all the time, I <laughs> think it would be, you know, more of a possibility. But right now, you know, I'm working on a separate full-time job and then, you know, doing 270 stuff on top <laughs> of that. So no, I yeah, we uh... at a premium, but, uh, you know, there's, there's some lofty goals for the no yeah i mean and it's i mean we know that grind of the of the you know the side full-time job during the day and doing everything else on nights and weekends it's um you know you've got to have a lot of like-minded people together who are willing to sacrifice those evenings and weekends to make it happen like you said unless you want to turn it into a full-time thing where you don't have any other choice but to cover (laughs) exactly all right, so um, who has been the the best pl- uh, player you've gotten the chance to cover with two seventy, and 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 with that too, some of the best games you've gotten to cover. Yeah, so going all the way back, like I mentioned, my first year was two thousand twelve thirteen. Central Ohio, when I first started, I, I don't I didn't understand it until now. Really, we were blessed with just high level talent. I mean, if you go back to the two thousand fourteen class. Uh, Jay Sean Tate was a top 30 prospect. That was like the first big-time player that I was ever able to watch. And I honestly probably covered him 70 times. I mean, I went to just about every AAU game he played. So just starting off, like, Jay Sean was the first big-time player, and I'm really thankful for being able to cover him because it really got us off on a good start. But since 270 hoops has been a thing, you know, starting in the 2015-16 season, I'd say Seth Towns is probably the best player we covered. Yeah, um, yeah. He's the all-time leading scorer at Harvard. He outscored guys like Trey Burke and Jared Sollinger in his career there, and then has gone on to play at Harvard and had a really good college career. So he'd probably be up there. Nick Ward at Gahanna, you know, played three years at Michigan State. He's up there. Uh, Jerome Hunter, Dane Goodwin, Caleb Wesson, Sterling Manley. Um, and then even in this just recent 2019 class, Ben Rogers was a player that yeah. kind of – when he was a freshman, sophomore, he wasn't as known, but really blew it up as a junior and a senior last year, uh, leading Liberty to the regional final, uh, the state semifinals. So, uh, all the time, though, I'd probably go Seth Towns, I think, at 6'8". Yeah. The skills that he has, <laughs> how smooth his game is, 
I've never covered a player like him, and I, I think it's going to be a long time before you see someone um, as skilled as he was for his size. As far as games, though, man, there's there's been a ton. The one that sticks out to me more than anything was the 2016 state championship game between Westerville South and Lima Senior. Um, yeah. That game was just an absolute war. You know, Lima came in undefeated 28-0. Xavier Simpson was Mr. Basketball, and then you had Westerville South, who had really dominated Central Ohio for the previous two years. Um, with Andre Wesson, Caleb Wesson, and those that group of seniors, um, that game you know went down to the wire. Jordan Humphrey hit the game-winning shot with about five seconds left, and then David Simpson just missed um, a game winner from half court. That's probably the one game for me that sticks out more than anything. And for us, the 270 that was our first season of the company, and to get a Division One state champion was pretty special, and we <laughs> haven't had one since. So uh, that's been that, that's the one that more than anything sticks out to me. Yeah. As far as just every day or week in, week out, uh, places to be, what are some of your favorite, uh, you know, high school games to cover or venues to cover games at as far as like local teams in the area that, that aren't Central like, Ohio is, nope, go yeah, ahead. Central Ohio is uh, pretty versatile and just the different venues that you have, the different neighborhoods and areas. Um, I think Newark high school might be my favorite place to go. Um, it's about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour east of Columbus. They have a great basketball tradition. Um, they're one of the top three winningest programs in the state of Ohio. And they just have, you know, they're so basketball crazy, they literally have season ticket holders there. So <laughs> wow. when you go to Newark, about 75% of the seats are reserved. And wow. It doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday game against a winless team or, you know, Friday night with the OCC on the line. That gym is packed. Um, they produce great players. Jeff Quackenbush is probably the best coach in Central Ohio. And I just, I just love that area, you know, especially to uh, like those fans, they travel better than just about any fan base that I've seen. It doesn't matter if they're playing in Phoenix, Arizona, they're playing at home. They're going to pack the stands and they really get out there on the road and give their team a boost. Um, I love the Columbus city league when those, when there's two big time teams in the city league going up against each other, uh, those gyms get packed. Wanna Ridge High School is especially tough to play at. I don't think they've lost a home game in probably two years. Um, it's just they only have one side of bleachers, so it gets loud in there, it gets hot. <laughs> That's one place that sticks out for me. I really, the City League gyms in general, um, Columbus South is another one. They've been really good in the last five years, and their gym gets packed. And the cool thing they do at South is they have a big projector they throw on the screen above the stands, and they turn the lights off for the introductions. Oh, they have custom cool. videos made for their players. And then George Gates, who's their PA announcer, he just goes completely crazy announcing the lineups and gets those guys going. You know, the energy is pumping when you go to South. And after they do that, like, it's just, it's game time there. You just know it's time to play. <laughs> uh, but there's, there's just so many different venues. I mean, even a school like Westland High School, when they're good, uh, their gym gets really packed. Upper Arlington is another one. Dublin Kaufman, they always have, uh, you know, great fans and a, a place that's hit a hidden gym for me that is a classic high school gym is to now Winchester. Um, they're kind of, they're fresh to the OCC. They've only been around in the OCC for about four years. Their sports programs have continued to improve and they were pretty good this past season. And that's just a great place to watch a game. They have a classic gym. It's kind of old school. Um, but there's, yeah, like I mentioned, there's so many places you could choose from in central Ohio, but Newark high school is, is the one gym that stands out for me as, um, most welcoming for the media and most hostile for your low teams. Cool. 
That's just crazy to think about. I don't. I mean, we've been to several different gyms in Dayton. I don't think I've ever been to a school that has season ticket holders. I mean, no, I or that does anything like a like a major intro like that. It'd be be maybe notes to start taking uh, for any of our listeners out there uh, who are working for the high schools and for the teams. You know, t- take note from some of these Central Ohio teams and what they do, and and try to uh, replicate that if need be. Uh, shifting gears a little bit, I know we've kind of talked through, you know, some of the starts and things, but want to talk a little more direct basketball, at least from this year. Um, so far this summer, um, what, what sort of events have, have you guys made it out to? I know, I know you just mentioned recently some of the AAU tournaments and, and the showcase. Um, but what were some of those events that, that stuck out to you the most or players or teams that have impressed you the most? Yeah, so we've tried to get out to just about every team camp in the area. Um, the Ohio State team camp especially offered us a chance to see, I think, like 34 or 35 different area teams. Uh, we were there for both days. Um, we got out to Otterbein for their team camp, got out to Denison for theirs, Ohio Dominican. Uh, we even went out to Dayton, and we're out, out there for that team camp. And then this past Saturday, of course, at Capitol um, for the Ohio High School Basketball Coach Association Showcase. The player that's really stuck out in my opinion has been Sean Jones from Gehanna um, the sophomore point guard was absolutely unreal at Ohio State again he was incredible at Dayton um, I know it's I know it's June ball but he led Gehanna over um, Cincinnati Moeller which you know it's hard to beat Moeller regardless if you're playing their no kidding. The freshman team um, so for anyone to beat them was pretty impressive Sean in that game was absolutely outstanding uh, just could not be guarded and Moeller had no one to really put on him that kid is really risen above just about everyone in his class. Um, this, a senior that's really playing great basketball right now, C.J. Anthony from Harvest Prep. Yes, he uh, is. Led him to a state title this past year, and then this past Saturday against the best town in the state. He was really, really good. In my opinion, he's become the number one point guard in the 2020 class in Central Ohio, and I think it's I think he's really shut the door closed on that one. <laughs> I slammed the door shut on that one. Uh, Matt Alaco from Hillary Bradley just committed to Princeton a few weeks back. Um, another player, he's about six four, lead guard. Jump shooting had kind of been his struggle the past year and a half. He seems to have figured that out at Ohio State. He was knocking down threes at about a 60% clip. Um, when he's doing that, Bradley's really tough to beat. And Von Cameron Davis, another kid, won yeah. a ridge. Um, they have a big three with him, Keon Magwood, and KP on Ross. All three of those guys have been pretty pretty good this past month. Um, again, there's just there's so much talent. Just thinking back, uh, I went out to Newark for a Saturday scrimmage. They have a young team. They look really good. Uh, Columbus South, again, they, they were just, you know, they lost to your Troutwood boys down there. They were in the state final, but they're <laughs> back this year. Uh, they moved up to Division One, so that's going to be a challenge for them, but they have they returned the vast majority of their court from last year. So Yeah, they do. Uh, it's just, there's a lot of talent. Afrocentric's another team in the city league. They got a great, front, or great back court with senior Callie Davis, junior Eli Burke, and sophomore Dan Wagner. So just off the top of my head, those are some guys that really stick out to me. And Pickerington North, um, just going back, Pickerington North, I saw them at Ohio State. They played at Dayton. They were at High Dominican as well, I believe. They're probably the favorite in Division One in Central Ohio, and they just have a deep group of talent. Um, and Jack Sawyer, who's committed to Ohio State, number two in the country for football, yep. he may just be the best basketball player in Central Ohio. So... <laughs> They're going to be really good, and you know they they didn't slow down at all when I saw them in Ohio State. 
No. I know uh, we made a note specifically. Uh, I don't know if it was, it was this past year or the year prior when, when Jack was playing over here at uh, uh, Flying to the Hoop. You know, I, th- I think he was a freshman in that game. E- even then, you know, he, he was a freshman who was having a heck of an impact on a basketball court. And then to, uh, to come to find out, you know, we didn't know a whole lot about him beforehand, but then to come to find out he's, you know, one of the best defensive ends in the state was, was certainly a surprise. <laughs> yeah, Jack is a freak. I mean, I remember that season. Pickerington North had a team stock full of seniors. Um, Jerome Hunter, who's now at Indiana, yeah. was on that team. He had Eli McNamara, who's now at Miami, Ohio. And Jack was literally as a freshman. He was grabbing guys by the shirt and talking crap to them. <laughs> you know, just showed how fearless he was. And for him now to be a five-star football prospect, I like to call him, he's, he's Joey Bosa with a jump shot is what I say. <laughs> you're, not, you're not um, wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that kid is unreal. And more than anything, I mean, he's got, he had all the offers in the world for football. He's got all the attention on him. And he's just a humble and down-to-earth kid. So I really like that about him as well. He's got a personality. He's a cool kid. Um, but when the game tips off, he's your worst enemy. And um, he, he's one of those old-school kids. You know, when that, when that game tips off, he's kind of a butthole and you don't want to play against him. But if he's <laughs> on your team, you love him. So yeah, I'm right. a high State football fan. I can't wait for him to get on our defensive line because I know oh. he's going to bring that to the gridiron as well. I think I think Tony and I are of, uh, of equal uh, fervor there. I know. Well, we're both pretty big Ohio State football fans too, so I, I can't wait to see him get out there. He seems like a like a heck of a kid, so certainly uh, love to see what he brings to the basketball court more often. You know, he's still got a couple more seasons left for us to enjoy that. <laughs> and I can't remember if it was one of the, uh, the 270 guys I saw on Twitter, but I saw someone put something about uh, Coach Holtman made a comment to Jack about uh, if he wanted to play basketball at Ohio State as well as the football you think there's any chance he does both? Um, he's when I talked to him, I interviewed him back in December, or January, before he played Ohio State. And he said that he would consider playing college basketball only if a school like Duke or Kentucky or North Carolina had reached out to him. So I don't think he's going to do it at Ohio State. That used to happen back in the day, but you know, with the new college football schedule and how deep some of these teams yeah. go, you know, Jackson Ohio State and they make the college football playoffs. You know, they're not done playing until early, mid-January. So sure. I would love to see it happen, you know, personally. I would love to see him on the on the hardwood college. But I think he will be, um, you know, with Larry Johnson on that D-line ready to go and no you know, hopefully be an NFL draft pick someday. <laughs> Definitely. Cool. So you kind of told us a little bit about your uh, your favorites for Division One, but give us your thoughts on uh, the other three divisions, on some of the teams you see as early favorites or some of the players that we should uh, keep an eye out for. Yeah, so, you know, with D1, it's Pickerington North and Hilliard Bradley. I think those are the two that are the early favorites. Um, a team that you could watch out for is Wana Ridge. They got, again, that big three um, with those seniors. And then Pickerington Central as well, they're going to be there. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. But in Division Two, so Division Two received some shocking news when the OHSA released their new division alignments. Columbus South has been Division Two since 2003. Um, they up. had been moved up. They got moved up to Division One uh, due to competitive balance. So that was the odds-on favorite coming into this season. They've dominated D2 the last five years. They're gone now, so it's really an open race. I don't think, you know, just off what I know about the area, I don't think we have a team in D2 that'll have a chance to win a state title. Um, but out of that group, I think St. Francis de Sales is a program in the Central Catholic League here in Columbus. 
Um, they have a ton of talent returning from last year. They lost in the district final off a buzzer beater against Bishop Hartley. Uh, I think they'll be back this year. They have a junior named Desmond Watson, who has been terrific, especially in this month of June. Uh, he's really taken a step up, and he's going to be their go-to guy this year. So I think in D2, that'll probably be the team to beat. Um, in Division three, Harvest Prep, you know, the defending state champions, yeah. they graduated a ton from last year, but they still have C.J. Anthony. And when you have C.J., you have a good chance to win. Um, I don't know if they're going to be as strong as last year. I think they'll still be able to compete for a district title. Um, but I think the team to beat in Division Three is Worthington Christian here. Uh, they have a sophomore named DJ Moore, who's about yeah. six foot three, big time point guard. He's got offers from Ohio and Miami. Um, he's been playing some elite ball, and they got a transfer named Kobe Buford from Upper Arlington midseason last year. He's going to help them out. And they have a couple of seniors named uh, Derek Harden and Kimba Mullins that I'm big fans of. Um, those Worthington Christian is going to play 100 miles an hour. They're going to be a driving kick team. They're going to take a bunch of threes. Um, when they're making jump shots and they're playing at their pace, they're really tough to beat. So I think that's going to be the squad in D3. Afrocentric, another team in Division Three to look out for. Um, in Division Four. so with that South news moving up to D1, there was two teams in Division Four that had moved down from D3. Um, the best of those two is Grandview Heights. They're reigning Division Three champs. Uh, they lost in the uh, regional semifinals last year to a really good Cardinal Strich team. Yeah. Uh, Grandview Heights, they got Luke Lachey, who's a big-time tight end prospect, also a great basketball player. He received an offer from Bowling Green, actually, in that regional semifinal game last year uh, right on their campus. He's really good, and they got a, a senior guard named Brian Collier who's been a four-year starter along with Lachey. Um, those two guys, I think they're going to lead uh, Grandview pretty deep. Division four in Central Ohio in the last three years, ever since the powers were all moved up due to competitive balance, has been pretty porous. Um, we've gone 0-3 in the regional semifinals in Athens, so... If Grandview Heights goes down there, I think they'll have a shot to maybe upset Berlin Highland down there in that regional. Um, and Wellington's another program. Uh, they got moved down from Division Three to Division Four. They could be a contender there in Division Four with uh, Grandview Heights. I think they have a little more depth than Grandview does. I just don't know if they have the top-end talent as the Bobcats. But uh, those those two would probably be the teams to beat in Division Four. But it's going to be an interesting year. Uh, the 2019 class was pretty deep, and there was a lot of seniors that made major uh, contributions. So going to be a young area and i think the teams that grow up the fastest will probably have a shot to you know go pretty deep in march yeah um as well as thoughts on the teams um and i know we mentioned a couple of those transfers so far um you know a couple give, give us some thoughts on uh hewley transferring to thomas worthington uh and whiteside headed to st charles yeah so those two are big ones. I didn't expect either one of those to happen, especially the white side transfer. But um, with Tyrese Huey, he's going to a Thomas Worthington team that's stock full of 2021 prospects. Um, he may just be the best of them. Him and Jalen Sollinger are going to be a terrific one-two punch. Huey's a six-foot-seven uh, wing forward, power forward. He step out and shoot it, but has got a really long frame, broad shoulders, can run the floor, and um, can really finish around the basket. So he's going to give them a big boost. They lost Ben White, who was a senior last year, moved on to William and Mary, um, six foot eight post. They're not going to lose anything now. They might even be better with Tyrese, honestly, because uh, Thomas Worthington lost in the district finals last year to Pickerington North. Um, with him added to the fold now, they're they're they got a big three with him, uh, Jalen Sollinger and Isaac Settles. So that's Tyrese is going to really elevate them, and I'm excited to see the pick and roll between him and Tyrese, him and Jalen, because. 
Jalen knows how to play in that in that type of game, and then Tyrese is a very good player in that system um, because he can do so much. He can roll up the basket and has great hands, and then he can also step back and hit the mid-range three-point shot. Um, and then Josh Whiteside, that was something I didn't see happening. Um, it was kind of a shock when I was told about it a few weeks before it was announced. But him going to St. Charles, they're going to be loaded with young talent. Um, they already have a kid named Jared Frey, who's a 2022 prospect. Already has an offer from Ohio University. Josh Whiteside has an offer from Ohio University. And they have another sophomore guard named Doogie James, who he may only be about 5'7", but he really knows how to play. He's got an elite IQ and can shoot the ball. So St. Charles is going to be loaded. Uh, Josh kind of reminds me, I'm not saying he's going to be this good, but just as a freshman, sophomore, reminds me a little bit of Nick Ward with his body. And um, mm-hmm. As he sheds that baby fat, I think he's going to be really good. Because he just can really move for his size and slide on his feet despite being pretty big. So uh, it's, St. Charles is going to be really good in the Central Catholic League. And if they get – there's a middle schooler here named John Mobley. It's been rumored that he's going to go to St. Charles after this, after his eighth grade year. And if that happens, there could be really good because Mobley's probably already one of the better shooters in the area despite being an eighth grader. So it's going to be fun in Central Island if St. Charles gets that group. You know, with Whiteside's addition, they're going to be even better than I thought they would be before. Yeah, I know both those guys were at UD's camp, and I didn't see Whiteside, but I did get a chance to see Huey, and I do echo your comment. I mean, him and Solinger had such good chemistry, and they looked like they were already molding together, and it was just a summer league. So uh, imagine what they could do once we get into November, December, or even into the playoffs in February or March. I mean, that, that team definitely could be a, uh, a team to watch for sure. Yeah, and with Huey and, and Solinger, and then even Isaac Settles, when they were all 15U, they played for the Ohio Hoopsers together. So they had a whole summer under their belt before this past high school season. So that, that chemistry has been built already, and I think as they keep you know, meshing and getting acclimated with their high school teammates, that's going to be a team to really watch out for. Um, and Division One, if they can if they can get it rolling and uh, their chemistry clicks, you know, Thomas Williams could be a team that wins their first district title in about 11 years. So. Uh, don't sleep on the Cardinals if there's anyone from Central Ohio listening to this right now. <laughs> certainly, certainly. Well, as, as we as we kind of start wrapping up here, um, just give us a give us some thoughts of what you guys have coming up uh, the rest of the summer here uh, as we transition into the fall. Um, and give us you know a couple events to look out for this fall, and then. Uh, just kind of recap for everybody who might want more information on you guys, where they can go to to find your guys' content. Yeah, so we're going to you know try and get out as much as possible in July for the different AAU events. I always go down to Louisville uh, about once a year, so I'll probably do that again and you know see as many teams as possible. But we're really gearing up for our fall events coming up. Um, as we mentioned earlier, the intro mm-hmm. for Rising Freshmen is on August 24th. That'll be a one-day event. Really looking forward to it. we got a bunch of kids signed up already, and I'm excited to see who else joins the party. Yep. And then our fall league kicks off September 8th at Groveport Madison High School. It's a brand-new basketball facility. Can't wait to get rolling there. Um, we'll have 20 teams in our open division, which mainly, you know, underclassmen and, you know, some developmental prospects. And then we'll have our elite division as well going on with the top 80 kids in the area. So that tips off in September. Um, and, you know, as always, it's going to be highly competitive. Um, we cover the crap out of it. You know, we have video cameras on every single court, and then we keep track of all the stats and standings and rosters and everything. So it's kind of a cool experience. You know, I, I, I like giving the kids full-fledged stats and um, all that info on the fall league because, really, you're not used to seeing that 
um, for fall leagues like that. So that's something we take pride in as far as covering the league like we would cover high school season. Um, but as far as 270 Hoops, you know, if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us at 270hoops.com. We have all our information on the site. And you can follow me on Twitter at ZachFleer270. That's a Z-A-C-H-F-L-E-E-R 270. And then like us on Instagram, uh, 270 Hoops on Instagram, on Facebook, and then on YouTube as well. We're always posting content. We've been covering some pro-ams actually here in Central Ohio and getting to watch a bunch of Ohio State players and then some former studs from our area like Nick Ward and Debaji Walker and Tavion Kinsey. So uh, it's been really fun, and uh, you know I appreciate the opportunity to this podcast as well. Uh, I like what you guys are doing down there. Um, you kind of remind me of Jason and I, you know, when we were starting off you know, five, six years ago with just your passion for the area. So keep that up as well. Well, we certainly appreciate it. Uh, I know uh, if – if if our wish comes true, we'll we'll you know hopefully get to grow it into uh, in, into a model of what you guys have done there. You guys do, um, I think, outstanding job is an understatement. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I know certainly we look forward to seeing you guys out and about. Um, you know, getting to know you guys more over the coming years here. Um, I know we're certainly looking forward to uh, taking some of those notes you have on uh, Central Ohio and trying to. Uh, thread them to our Dayton area school teams to see if we can't get an upper hand in a semifinal. <laughs> but uh, <All> right. <laughs> no, we, uh, we really appreciate your time, man. You know, uh, I, I love doing these interviews, even with the kids and, and the other guys who are, who are this into high school basketball and, and who are doing it for the kids, not for any of their own personal game, but just because they love the sport, they love the, the camaraderie that the game brings um, and who are ultimately looking out for, for the kids and making sure that, that everybody gets their due. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, guys, and uh, you know, keep up the good work, and I look forward to talking to you guys more. We will do, man. Thanks, Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Yep, no problem. All right, guys. Well, that was Zach Fleer from 270 Hoops. Um, I mean, Tony, as, as we start looking at it, I know uh, towards the end there, Zach had mentioned uh, – that we kind of remind him a little bit of, uh, of him and Jason when they first got started. Um, and it certainly would be, uh, would be a, a pair of guys to, to model our future after, wouldn't you say? Oh, for sure. And like I said, those guys, just the, the grind that they have done and, and to see them build, and like Zach said, start at one game, scouting one game and covering the game, and then from there you grow into having this, such a great staff and just a great knowledge of Central Ohio. They're a great, great resource to – Anyone that ever wants to cover uh, 270 Hoops. And, again, you can follow Zach on Twitter or go to 270hoops.com to get updates through the AAU season uh, as well as their fall league and into uh, November. Once we start getting into some previews, I'm sure they'll uh, have some good info out there as well. No, for sure. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance uh, as we get out there more uh, this summer and fall and into the start of next season uh, find some other like-minded individuals who are who are doing this high school basketball coverage for local area kids. Um, you know, Zach and Jason are outstanding guys. Um, I can't wait to meet more of their crew, uh, even even some of their crew down in Cincinnati. They're two seventy-five guys. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe pick their brain on Cincy hoops a little bit, um, and maybe we can get some other people from around the state who cover. You know. Uh, I know guys up, up up north that we both know uh, potentially, uh, but we'll see what what, what is to come. Um, you know, as far as what we've got coming out here soon, uh, towards the end of this week, 
uh, we're working on putting together all of our notes and information that we pulled from uh, the Ohio High School Basketball Coaches uh, Association showcase this past weekend at Capital University. Uh, it was an outstanding event. We got a chance to watch, you know, over a hundred kids from all over the state. Um, get to see them in some different environments than you know just your standard uh, game environments. You know, with some of the drills and things that they put on. Um, I know we're going to be going to a couple of other showcases, hopefully some AAU tournaments and the like, uh, as we get towards the fall. Um, you know, still still working on putting together a couple more player interviews from the Dayton area. Uh, we'll continue to work on that. Um, so as always, you know, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. Um, we've recently just put up our Southwest Ohio Full Court Press website, uh, swofcp.weebly.com, W-E-E-B-L-Y. Um, it, it's in its budding stages. Um, but it gives you guys a little bit more background on who Tony and I are, uh, you know, what exactly we do. Um, eventually, as, as, the, as the season starts towards, uh, you know, early December, we're going to start releasing uh, some of our power rankings uh, for each division, one through four, uh, in, in the southwest area, um, as well as trying to do a, a player highlight of the week or of the month. Um, we're going to test those water and see how, test those waters and see how that goes. Um, but certainly will be some more content that's working its way out. Um, you know, like, like Zach said, it started with one game for them. Um, you know, we've done something similar where we're, we're working our way up and we're building that. Um, hopefully we'll be blessed enough and, and get opportunities uh, to expand in the way that they have. Yeah, for sure. You kind of hit the nail on the head there, Seth. Uh, took the words right out of my mouth. So <laughs> I enjoyed doing this with you, bud, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds with uh, – Dayton hoops and and like you said I echo your comments we're definitely looking forward this July to getting out to some AAU tournaments I don't know if we'll be in Louisville per se uh, but I know there's a couple um, tournaments in the Midwest still I know I'll be in Columbus and I believe the second week in July for the um, all Ohio they got a summer championships that they do I was there last year got to see some uh, really some of the better teams in Ohio and I'll be back up there again this year and uh, I'm sure you'll be joining me up there as well. I would say that's uh, a given. Well, guys, uh, thanks for listening again. Hope you guys enjoyed our interview. Uh, feel free to jump out there on social media, uh, you know, the email, the website. Let us know what you guys think, uh, you know, comments on what you thought of the interview, other people that you might want to see us interview, uh, players, you know, other content providers out there. Uh, we enjoy it also. Uh, thanks for listening in, guys. Uh, Southwest Ohio Full Court Press signing off. We're out.